Hello, this is Pastor Jay, and I want to give you a word of wisdom and something to think about today. Amulets, crosses, oils, waters, they all are a symbol of the reality of Jesus Christ. He is the oil. He's the living water. He's even the bread of life. He is the way and he is the truth and he is the door. All those were symbols and signs of the reality of Jesus. And when you get saved, you have the fullness of the Godhead dwelling within you, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit taking up residence in you. You don't need the sign, the symbol. You have the reality. It says you can walk in the power of the resurrection. It says great is he that's in you that's in the world. It even tells you that Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. So you don't need something made by the hands of man, anointed by men and used by men because you got the Holy Spirit of God living within you. I want you to think about that the next time you grab an amulet or oil or some water. The power's is already within you. What you need that for? Think about it. This is Pastor Jay. Like, subscribe, and share. And I'll see you on the other side. Peace. Thank you for tuning into the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. Grab your Bible, get settled, and let's walk through the Word of God together. Let us now reason together and listen to see what God is saying to us today. Lord Heavenly Father, we just humbly come to you today just thanking you for this gathering, Father God. We ask that you open our spiritual ears to hear what the Lord is saying through this study on today, Lord Father God. We ask that you bless each and every one of us individually and collectively, Lord Father God, that we can be proper servants to the kingdom of heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Super Bowl. Okay, so last week we started with, uh, the week before last, I'm sorry, we started with 1 Corinthians 5, and um, we started our questions, um, and I think we got up to like 8, number 8. So what we're going to do is start reading. Uh, we're going to read 1 Corinthians 5 again, and then we will go from there, finishing up our questions. Okay. Uh, Minister Daphne. Okay. okay, so where am I starting at? 1 Corinthians 5 and 5? Well, it says 5, but yeah, that's 1. Oh. Okay. Uh, sexual immorality defiles the church. Is that what I'm starting? Yes. Okay. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans. For a man has his father's wife and you are arrogant Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. For though absent in body, I am present in spirit. And as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. 
When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, <clears throat> as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not to all, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindler or idolater, since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immor immorality or greed, or is an idolater, reveler, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. Okay, that's it. Okay, so we talked about, um, from what we talked about, I want to, Sister Huey, could you give us a quick synopsis as to what we are talking about and where we're going with this, just from what you remember? What I remember is the main thing is sexual immorality mm -hmm. and also uh, that there was this paganism was going on where the man had his own wife and that they were tolerating this and that Paul was reprimanding them and he was telling them you know that these things are not to be and he was talking about cleansing of the old and the new talking about the old leaven and the new leaven and uh, he, he was just going on really coming down on them because they were the church. They were saved, and they shouldn't have been doing these things. They were doing things that was outside of what God's word would say. That's what basically he was telling them. You shouldn't be doing these things. Okay, okay. And what was the problem? That they were arrogant, they, and they wasn't taking heed to it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it was no big deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That arrogance is something else, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so let's look at where we picked off, picked up. Let's pick up where we left off. <laughs> I got it together. Okay, see what happens when you rush. So we talked about the purpose number, I'm going back to number seven. We talked about what was the purpose, what purpose is given for discipline in verse five. Do you remember what? We talked about then. Number seven, question so that, seven, verse five. So that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. That's the purpose of delivering him to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. Okay. 
And he basically, the discipline was basically to make the man realize the sin. You know, you we go sometimes, we go along and do things and don't even realize what we're doing. I'm sure he knew what he did, he was doing. But after a while, when you do things and nobody says anything, it's like, okay. So you know. is it, can you clarify to exactly when he basically said, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the so by delivering him to Satan does that mean put him out of the church? Right, that's what we talked about last week. He they told him, excommunicate him, get him out, get him out, deliver him to Satan. When he's talking about deliver him to Satan, he's saying put him out into the world, because we know that Satan is the ruler of the world. So he's acting worldly. Put him out. Put him out into the world. Remember when we were talking about that last week? So that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Right. So you in the church, you get excommunicated. You go back out into the world and uh, you continue on in your... Not necessarily. Sin. Not necessarily. If you recall, we talked about just because you're excommunicated doesn't mean you're put out altogether. Because what can happen? Can I just, right, I was going to say, but I can't just come back, hey, y'all let me back in. You have to first repent. Repent and come back. And we talked about the excommunication being done how? Publicly. Okay. Publicly. So when you repent, you need to repent. Publicly. Publicly. Okay. And you come back. And then we got into what you were saying about it doesn't have to be 30 days after you do this, that, and the other. No. You know, if you go out there in the parking lot and, hey, Lord, I'm, you know, you repent. Nah, I ain't going to say that. Okay. I ain't going to say you go out in the parking lot and come back here tomorrow and repent. No, no, no. I'm not saying just that. It's not that. Yeah. It's not that. It's not that hard to just repent. You know, you don't have to do anything. Like, work for it like you were saying. Some places say you have to, to have a checklist. Did you do this? Did you do this? Just, no, no. Well, what I was, what really caught my eye was the last part, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Can you explain it? Okay, when we talked about who judges the world, God, God judges those in the world. So if he's out there in the world, his spirit will be judged when? In the day of the, in the, Lord. Day of the Lord. Oh, okay. Okay. The Christians had, you know, the Christians had to push them away, but it's better uh, that he, you know, for him, this would be better for him in eternity, and it would show how much they, they loved him, that they had to push him away. Paul talked about how um, he wasn't there to judge him. That wasn't his. God does that judging for okay. those who are out in the world. God does that judging. Okay. He was there to correct the behavior of those Christians. Oh, okay. What were you going to say, Doc? Well, again, if he goes out there and he goes and he continues to live that way, then you have to go to 1 John chapter 3. And the Bible says if you practice sin, you are not a child of God. He was never saved. Oh, right. You got to remember okay. the Bible says if they went away from us, they were never, they were never, never among us. us. Oh, okay. So, okay. so he, it's up to him now to prove, not arbitrary proving like, you know, uh, a 30-day, 40-day, but... If it's adultery, we can 
there should be some sign of, let's say it's adultery like uh, uh, somebody uh, messing with a married man or woman, right? And we know that, right? Mm -hmm. Well, normally that comes with living together, things like things of that nature, right? And if they don't decide to leave, then guess what they're doing? Practicing sin. And if they stay in it, okay. then they ain't safe. Okay? Because yeah. the, the, the burning is that they love God so much and love God being part of the body of Christ that they return. would repent. They right. want to return. Right. Right. And we feel sorry. I mean, when we, if because I'm going to do the sermon on this. And the sermon, that later on next, the worst day of a pastor's life. Mm. Okay. Is the day I got to come to one of y'all and tell you got to leave because of sin. Okay. That is not, nothing that I would look forward to doing. Well, I found the scripture that you just said in First John. What was that? In uh, 3, 9, and 10. Mm -hmm. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. And this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, mm. nor is he who does not love his brothers. I, and then it says, if you practice sin, you're not a child of God. Right. You keep reading that. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, Doc, I think that that is one of the hardest things for us to come to grips with, practicing right. sin and, or just sinning. You know, right. and we did a, a, a um, I think we read an article on that, um, practicing sin and just sinning. Because, first of all, as long as we're on this earth, we're going to sin. We're going to sin. sin. So we can never just say, I'm a Christian, I don't sin anymore. But we don't practice sin. Well, the thing about this, this situation is we have two things that we see. He was prideful and arrogant. Right. Mm -hmm. Meaning he, was, he didn't care about throwing up, he didn't care the church knew. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's one thing. And then, you know, I don't like when we do this, when we say, as long as we're on this earth, we're going to keep sinning. Don't, because what happens with human beings, what do we use that as to do? An excuse. To continue to sin. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, shall we continue to sin that grace should abound? God forbid, because we're supposed to be dead to sin. That's right. Okay? If you're sinning, if you're sinning, it's not a oops a daisy, okay? Right. It's not a oops a daisy. Struggle mean that you're struggling to fight it off because the Bible says us, children of God, sin has no dominion over us. Mm -hmm. Meaning they have power. They don't have any power over us. So if I give it power, that's on me. Mm -hmm. Amen. It ain't on God. It ain't on the cross. It's that I don't love God enough to let let to have that power, that resurrection power over. Yeah. You still walking in the deadness of sin. Yeah. Well, again, we're not talking about sinless perfection, but my God, this thing. It's so easy to, to get do. This is easy to get rid of in trouble. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Stop being an adulterer. Yeah. Stop being a fornicator. And in our churches, we are we again, we want to have the people stay so bad. But then do you really love me if you're not going to tell me the truth? Mm. No, you don't. You don't, you hate me. Yes, you do. Yeah. Because you're wor you're more worried about pleasing my flesh. Think about what he said: turn his flesh over to the devil, right? Right. So that his spirit can can be saved. Mm -hmm. We want we want to turn his flesh over to us and say, well, you know, we're just gonna pray about it. 
Y'all in that position? I am. And yeah, pray for me. <laughs> because I hope that a Matthew 18 situation kick in where it could be between you and somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The sister brother that loves you, mm -hmm. say, hey, look, don't nobody know but me and you. Stop it. Mm. Now, if you ignore that, you bring some witnesses. Not so much that the witnesses witness that the person is sinning, but you're trying to you're trying to get them to repent. They, they say, the heck with you, pride. Here we go to pride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Heck with me. Y'all don't run me. I'm grown. Right. I know. I'm saved. Right. Okay. That's arrogance. That's your that's arrogance. The arrogance, yes. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the sin. Mm -hmm. Pride. What did it say, Louie, before I mess it up? <laughs> Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. Mm -hmm. Before destruction. So you already striking out by the way you respond to your sister or brother. Mm -hmm. Now it comes all the way around. You know, I wouldn't feel comfortable necessarily churching the person. Church, when they say go before the whole church, it really do mean that. Mm -hmm. You know. But, I, but I'm willing to bypass that to still try to, but then maybe it would help. Maybe we try God's way, it would help. And not be so scared. Think about it. And I'm telling you the truth. The reason why we don't want to do that because we're kind of nervous about that. Because we're, too, we're carrying that, that word that's in the 21st century. Church hurt. Well, see, the, there's some people who are really church hurt by abusiveness. Then there's rebellion people that claim church hurt, and really they are sinners and rebellious inside the church. Mm -hmm. I've experienced that. Matter of fact, uh, you know her name, and I'm, just, I'm not going to say her name. You know that, remember that lady that called me mm -hmm. that went to church with y'all? Mm -hmm. When she told me the story originally, mm -hmm. it was like, they did this, they did that, they did this, they did that, and them too, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. was all of, <laughs> and, and again, to the undiscerned ear, I'd have been like, yeah, they did this to you. But then as I kept listening, then I came to y'all, you see what I'm saying? I'm like, hmm, something ain't matching. Mm -hmm. Then I kept listening some more. Then eventually I figured out that person was rebellious. Yep. So that person needed to be kicked out their church. Yes. Okay? It wasn't the church. It was them. And in and, 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 and this story, I'm like, okay, Lord, let us be loved a person enough to say what what don't not innuendos what we know to be true. Because mm -hmm. then when we do that, we've done our part. Right? Mm -hmm. And we can pray for them after that. Yeah. But we never look forward to kicking out anybody. Because mm -hmm. that should be one of the like I said, I'm gonna preach this. It's gonna be one of the worst. That's to me, that's the worst day a pastor could ever have. Mm -hmm. Is the fact he has to go to somebody he loves and say, You can't be part of this fellowship until you repent. And nine times ten, what's going to happen? Because the devil is of this world. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen? All they're going to do is go down the street. They, 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 they ain't going to love this. They really not going to love being here to the point. They just going to even go down the street. Where they feel more comfortable. And the they go, you know, they, they, them, them pastors down the street want people in their church so bad, they don't ask you what happened at your church. And if you do say what happened at your church, you're going to say, I'm church hurt. Right. <laughs> if somebody ever came to me with that, the men that come with me with that, my radar will go up, I'm going to call that pastor <laughs> and say, what happened from your point of view? Mm -hmm. I did that for one person, and they didn't They didn't make it past to meet all of y'all. They just met some of y'all, but they didn't make it past. Mm 
because I figured something was wrong mm-hmm. with their story. And it turned out to be. Right. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, it's a sad thing. I was, uh, I had a thought. Um, when deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that spirit may be saved. And that, like, as a as a church, if we were to do that, we would give, we would provide the opportunity for reconciliation. Mm-hmm. The person kicked out would have to do what they have to do as far as repentance and soul searching or whatever they have to do. But as a church, we can just provide an opportunity for reconciliation. We would hope that they would come back, mm-hmm. but all we can, the best that we can do is just provide the opportunity. And they might fool us. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. We, from that position to repentance, we go to Galatians 6 and 1 and practice that. When a brother says to call the fault, restore them. Right. Those okay. who are spiritual, restore them in meekness, knowing that we could be in the same situation. That's what that means. You restore them and understanding that you ain't no better than them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you could have fell in that too. Right. So you look forward to that day. But 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 uh, as me and Free was talking about some other things today, I explained to her, just because I'm saved, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost, and got some discernment, stuff can get past you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. They come back, snot, cry, fall on the floor, <laughs> spin around like curly on the three stones. <laughs> And we go on, we love you, we want you back. And they'll and they'll just be a better liar the next time. Yeah. How many times y'all well me? How many times did I got caught and my biggest fear was I got caught. I didn't really want to change. Yeah. So what I did is alter my behavior, what? Not to get so caught the next time. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they'll do that in church. You know, but we can't be upset if they do that. You know what I'm saying? How many times we gotta let them try this like over and over again? What the Bible tells us. Over and over and over again. We might get frustrated. Like, dude, or madam, you keep doing this. But we hope that maybe the 10th time it'll take. Or the 15th time it'll take. But can't you see that you're wearing this thing out and you really don't mean it? And I'd rather for you to stay out there than keep coming back and abusing our grace like that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just an abuse of grace. And well, Lord. the Lord had me come before the church on my own. It was not me. I was laying in my bed one Sunday morning, minding my business, smoking my blunt, <laughs> drinking my beer. <laughs> and the Lord said, get up and go to church and confess. I'm not going to do that. Get up. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit deals with me. Mm. Get up. And I started moving and crying and dressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I went to church and went straight to the front of the church. It was just like he opened up the form for me. I just walked straight on up to the front, turned around, and started confessing. And when I got finished, everybody's mouth was just hanging open <laughs> looking at me. And he did the Holy Spirit said, now sit down and shut up. Because I'm going to clean you up before these people. Okay. Amen. And he delivered me from everything that I confessed. Praise God. Amen. That's a good testimony. It was crazy. I would never think. Because even my pastor was like, I don't know if I could have did all that. Yeah. But it wasn't you. It wasn't you. The Holy Spirit. It makes a difference when it's you. 
And when it's the Holy Spirit, yes. it makes a difference. I had no intention. And you know, just like Pastor said, when that <coughs> when God gave him that opportunity, you in your bed and mm -hmm. tell you, hey, this is it, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. When God and He loves us so much yes. that He mm -hmm. will go. But some people still deny and ignore. It. Oh yeah. You got people that with a hard heart. Yes. They, they don't want to listen to what the Lord, and he's trying to draw them to him. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So yes, we sir. talk about, we're going to go on, because this kind of ties yeah. into that. But in verse, the question kind of lumps. Question 8, 9, and 10 are kind of all lumped in together. Okay? But it says, explain the illustration of leaven and lump. Okay, you got something to say? Uh, the leaven is the uh, negative and sinful, the negativity and the sin, and the lump are the people of God. Okay, Amen. but what is leaven that may help some of us that don't really? It's like yeast. It's like yeast. Okay, it's like yeast. And what does yeast do? It expands. Right. It expands. It expands. It expands. Yeah. So if you have that leaven, especially, what did you say leaven was when you first gave the definition? Sin and... and right. So yeah. if you had that negativity. lump of sin mm -hmm. and what else? Negativity. And negativity is going to grow and grow and grow. Okay? So it's going to spread. Yeah. Okay? Go on. Were you finished? Anyone else? And the thing of it is, it starts with you, but then when you're around others, it has an effect on them. Right. Mm -hmm. And that right there shows why they, <laughs> yeah, that shows why he couldn't stay in the church. Mm -hmm. He couldn't stay in the church because that's why I'm not, Daphne doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you she's doing it. it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then it spreads. All that stuff spreads because nothing is being done about it. Um, so, you know, Paul uses that um, to show that it, go, it will grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And think about it. And the reason why it's growing bigger is not because of the person. It's because of the inactiveness of the leader to do something about it. Mm. It goes bigger right. because the leader has decided to... to to withdraw from his main responsibility is to protect the sheep. Mm -hmm. And then that brings in another thing, too. You got some of these leaders that are false. And if you're doing something, you really can't. If your life is messed up or they say jacked up, how can you correct somebody else? Mm -hmm. But Paul, but Paul, knowing the, what he had been through and corrected, he, he was... Like he said in the word, you follow me as I follow Christ. Right. Yes. What you know when I found out a little later? What's that, sir? And that's me and Freedy talking all the time. I was talking about different faith. Okay. Truth stands alone by itself. It doesn't even have anything to do with the quality of the messenger. Thank truth. you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Amen. He said, my word is true. Mm -hmm. Right. But people don't like truth. But no, no. Watch, but watch where I'm going with this. You could have a false teacher. Read the word of God and it's true. Right? Mm -hmm. As a saint of God, you have to discern 
not so much whether he's a, he or she is a false teacher, whether they are teaching truth. Because I've seen people steeped in sin mm -hmm. and teach truth. Yes. And you know why? Because that thing of your conscience being seared has been done to them. Wow. Where they could sit and teach truth. Mm. But the truth hasn't affected them at all. So it's not and the messenger, it's the message. It's the me because you can get saved at a church that where I hit now remember the person who's a false teacher is not gonna teach truth all the time. But if he reads John 3.16 and 3.16-20, that's the truth, right? Amen. Regardless of them being false, they decided to read the truth, hoping that hoping that with them reading just a little bit of truth, it'll mask them being a false teacher or an open sinner. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I had to come to grips with that because a lot of people ask me questions like, do you think some of these people on these false teachers that's on television, do you think people get saved in their church? I had a while back, I had an opinion of no. Now I have, of course they could. Because of the word. Because of the word. God doesn't, God doesn't stop the effectiveness of his truth because you will accept. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Now, it may it may hurt the witness to you because we witness to other humans. So, you know, we what's the old saying about a drunk person speak true? Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they, they still a drunk person, but they, they, but, but the truth will come out their mouth. Right. Right. And the truth is true. But what we do is look at the messenger versus the truth. Right. And we need to be really, if the person leaves you, and, and, it's, and what I'm saying, I don't want you to get get, get confused with this. But it was, it, it's like, yeah, your leader need if they are called by God. They need to be speaking the truth. And I think if they call by God, they can't do nothing but speak the truth. The truth amen. But there are those who are who are not called by God. And some reason how another, Paul said, remember Paul said, some peace speak gospel to my bonds, mm -hmm. some peace gospel for, for, for their own reason. Then Paul came to the conclusion, as long as he's speaking Jesus, leave him alone. Mm -hmm. Even Jesus said, remember the disciples came to him saying, Hey, 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 they ain't even with us and they casting out demons and stuff in your name. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, Leave him alone. Mm -hmm. Because they still talk in Jesus. And regardless of how bad the person is that's talking Jesus, they still talk in Jesus. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Now, that don't mean that we go look for false teachers to talk, tell the truth. You know, that ain't, that ain't what we do. But it's just funny to me. I've come to the conclusion. God's word is so powerful, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. Yeah. It cuts to the bone all the way down. And if you, if you can be drunk as cool. Well, yeah. think about that. You was high and drunk as cool yeah. brown, yeah. and God got you up out that church yeah. to go confess. Yeah. Before the people of God, and look how her life can change. Mm -hmm. So when she was up there confessing, she was speaking truth. Yeah. yeah. And the truth of God, through the word of God, was working on her. Yeah. It penetrated. Mm -hmm. You know? So true love is where truth is. You can't say you love me and don't have truth along with it. Because if you're telling me a lie, that means you hate me. You know? It's a whole lot of stuff. It's a discussion. Go ahead, Sister Brown. I, I just want to <laughs> deal with that because, again, we do have false teachers out here, yes. and we pray for them. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, every blue moon, criminal dollar, Benny Hinn, Joyce Myers all said, we, I've been teaching wrong over the years about this prosperity thing. Criminal dollar went, did the, went the further. He said, I didn't know about grace. Wow. I didn't know about the gospel of grace. Wow. So... 
he told them that he said, throw away my books. Mm. Okay, great start. But when you have an empire like that, you gotta, he, he did it for a second, but he went back to doing what he normally do. But at that moment, he told the truth. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But he still didn't. But say he, it. he didn't. He, 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 he didn't pursue. Gospel of grace is not gonna put money in your pocket. <laughs> your pocket. The gospel, the, the fear. Mm -hmm. God's not gonna curse you if you don't give. God, there, God's you not Malachi three. You know you're gonna be cursed with a curse, double curse if you don't give. Mm -hmm. That puts money in the thing, mm -hmm. but not free give. Free gift. You give what you want to out of your heart. You know, you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. You already know that. That's just a natural thing. Okay? So if you, whatever you give, I give a lot of time, God, I'm going to be blessed with maybe more time. If I give a lot of my gift that God's given me, I'll be blessed with the ability to use my gift anymore. If I give up money to a good ministry, not that I don't qualify that good ministry, then then there's a blessing for the ministry. Not necessarily going to double down and bring me more money, but he's going to reward me for, for helping put his word out. That's what he's going to do. And I can actually say, I've tested God in a lot of different things, and I've tested God with my money. And one thing I can say, whatever I gave, I've never missed. That's all I can tell you. I can't say he doubled down back. All I know is it did have an impact I thought it was going to have in a negative way in my life. You know, God say, oh, you know, he'll get somebody to bring me a cheesecake, then I ain't going to the Christmas cheesecake factory, right? Amen. Amen. I got to go pay $75 for a cheesecake. Well, somebody walking here, passing her cheesecake. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. That's true. Because I was on my, I was on my way to cheesecake factory. Seventy five dollars for a whole cheesecake. Somebody blessed me with a cheesecake, and I ate good. Shoot, man, don't tell me what God won't do. Yeah, that's what God do. He'll show you up just when you will. And, it, and he will give you sometimes your heart desire just in a funny way to show you, I, I, I'm watching you. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm going to show up in, a, in, a, in a, way, a way that you didn't expect, but you know that's me. You know, because nobody could have done that but me. But you know, it's really something because when I got ready to leave home Sunday, the Lord told me and told me to bring it. <laughs> Uh -huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the way he, he, he's done that on numerous occasions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. concerning that. And he's blessed me on the I've had a desire for this and the next thing was like, okay, mm -hmm. here you are. Mm -hmm. and, and, I mean, hey. you know, he, he does. Yeah. When he said you delight yourself in the Lord, and he does give you the Thanks. desires of your heart. Right. right. He does. Cheesecake. <laughs> That's right. Gave me cheese. Oh, that girl, that girl gave me all kinds of food. You know, didn't have to go home and cook nothing. I had, I had to share, but you know. But other than that, I was good. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Okay, so number nine. What should be done to leaven in the congregation? And we kind of talked, but we've been talking about this all along. Yeah. Uh, what should be? What should be happening? Uh, Done to level, it should be removed. Right. right. Just, bro, I got a question though. Because when I read your questions, I got a question. Mm -hmm. The question would be, and I want each person to think about this before you gave an answer. How long should we wait? Because there is a waiting period and praying period, and we hope that that person will come to their senses. How long should you wait? 
Is that arbitrary? Is that just a thing of the, what, what, mm. what be your deciding factor, uh, Minister, right. on where, what, when you would make your move? What would be your deciding factor? Okay, you did say deciding factor, but mm -hmm. when I want to start by saying not yet removed, but first exposed. Okay. Privately? No, publicly. Oh, okay. I don't know. I would say first Privately, I would go to that person if I was the leader of the church, mm -hmm. and I would say, "Hey, no, 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 no. don't get me copping out like that. A leader in the church, excuse me. Okay, if I was a member of that church, no, 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 you are a leader in this church. Excuse you. Finish what you're saying. Oh, I don't. You said if I were. You said if. Oh, and okay. I'm saying don't do if. You are. I'm a leader okay. in this church. As a leader of the church, I would go to that person. Okay. And I would say, hey, I found out that this is what's going on with you. Can I would like to talk to you about it. Okay. And if they, you know, admit it and say, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And I say, well, you know, let's go over some scriptures. Thus said the Lord. And, you know, you're going to have to get your, clean, that, clean your act up, mm -hmm. you know, because we can't allow you to have this type of situation of sin in your life and continue, you know, to corrupt the congregation. And <coughs> if they were like, you know, you need to mind your business and that, 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 that. Then that's when I would bring it openly, you know, let people know, hey, this is going on. We need to pray for this person. We, And then if they, you know, well, by that time, if you, open, if you bring it out into the open, that will be the deciding factor for that particular person. Because I don't think you could put a person on blast and they would sit there sit there and not give you a response of either forgive me, I'm going to clean up, or they walk out the door on their own. Now, was your question, how long should that that process take? No, no, no. I, after they've they left, they put like, out. I don't, I don't know how long that process, I'm not asking her a time frame, uh -huh. but I'm wanting to know what her steps would be okay. if that was happening. Like, with you guys, you have that authority too. You know, I just didn't want Dad to get off the hook of she's a leader in the church. <laughs> so you guys, I'm saying, you know, the steps she said, hey, I'm going to go to you. I, my next move is going to be based upon your response. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it, but I am that person that <clears throat> I'm not bold in the spirit like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm ashamed to admit that, but I, with that being what, now that we're talking about it, I will be praying for that boldness. Because I am that person that's like, oh, well, let's just pray for them. Just I think we all are. Mm -hmm. And we yeah. need to be bolder because, like you said, we saving souls. This is a person's soul at stake. At stake, yeah. yeah. Be like Paul. Yeah. Right. Be like Paul. Yeah. 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 And but think about what they were saying about Paul as you go along. If they're saying about Paul like you tough with the letters, but in person you don't even you don't even come off like this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You good for writing. <laughs> but when you around us, you all meek and mild. Uh -huh. And Paul's like, okay, the next time I come, if it's still like this, you're going to see my power. Mm. You know? And, and again, you know, I think that's a good way that you handle it. Like, you know, like you said, that's Matthew 18, different variations of it. Yeah. You know, when you try to get the person to do it, like, hey, I know you're doing this. Let, let, my goal is to get you to repent because I love you. And nobody else got to know. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we ain't got to go up the chain. Right. But if you come arrogant, and you admit it to me. Now, what if they say I ain't doing this? 
then you're going to have to bring witnesses. Uh, see, right. there you got to go. You got to bring in somebody. Yeah. Have you found out? You got to bring it up. Yeah. Okay? And, and so, so about two or three witnesses, everything is established. So, so it is a, see the, you see what I mean? Yeah. Worst day on pastor. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because your, your feelings for that person yeah. is, 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 am I really doing this? One, am I doing this to help them or am I doing this to, because it's, it's a thing I'm being called in? Yeah. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. why am I doing this? Yeah. And, 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 and you got to be sure. That you're doing it for the body. And there could be other consequences once you bring that person up, uh, depending on the relationship that person has to other people. You put excommunicate that person, there may be others that leave also. Yeah. And then See, some. Got a chance you take it. Yeah. 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 And you strengthening the, the rest of the body, though. But, you know, what I was saying, you still, depending on that leader of the yeah. church, that could be devastating for. Him or her to see that per to see other people leave. Yeah, you know, especially we, that person got influence. Right, yeah. we kick yeah. Daphne out, yeah. and <coughs> you know, fifty percent of the church leave oh, with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that so kind of happened with Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It did happen. Mm -hmm. It did happen, and 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 it, now think about this: it happened because the leader. Got caught up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? There's so many different, so many so many different angles yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know that, yeah. that and our answer's still the same. We gotta deal with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the thing. That's the part. That's the part. <laughs> That's the part. Yeah. We still gotta deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, and we can't get we can't go away from God by our feelings. Right. right. We gotta just book say deal with it, deal with it. Well, you know, you've always told us, you know, stick with the book. Yeah. Stick with the book. Yes, yeah, stick to the Not book. I feel, I think, you know, right. what does God say? That's right. Because sometimes when you, the truth hurts. Yes. And you have to have a sense of spirituality about you but to know, understand that that's mortifying your flesh. Mm -hmm. That you need to be hurt because something ain't right. You're not, you're not following God. And that sin, yeah, that sin needs to be crushed in you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it needs to be exposed. And it needs to be exposed. Oh, and, if you, and again, we just go back to our situation. Yeah. That was wrong with me. And you, God was going to let me sleep at all. <laughs> you know, he was on me. Mm -hmm. And I was hoping, just, I want to come in here and say something to me. So I can, be, I can be justified. Mm -hmm. Right? She came in, hey, so I'm like, hey, I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, what you doing? I, hey, I know Daphne, she ain't gonna, she ain't gonna let this in. I know her, so I can just, but see, think about it. I was only thinking about justifying myself. But I thank God that he loves me enough to say, no, son. And I thank God I was hearkened enough to say, I did it publicly. I'm apologizing. Okay. Amen. Okay. And I want to say the test for me was humility, because I kept saying, "Wait a minute, right?" Arrogance and haughtiness. Did I tell you to go? Where did you go? I was like, right. Okay. Did she show up on Sunday all bubbly? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm running out of time. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I know she gonna stand up and say something. <laughs> right. But God, like. That you you go like, you're going to do this or I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. And I and I really mean that. There's there's times in my life 
where I felt like if I didn't do exactly what God has told me to do, that he's going to, to make me the example. Okay. You know, and that's a scary thing. Because because he would have every right to take me up out of here. Not that I ain't saved, but he clearly gave me an instruction. Right. And I didn't follow it. You know. So yeah, this thing is different. This this is an interesting passage. I I've been looking at it, looking at it, looking at it, and saying, Yeah, I came up with this is the worst day of a pastor. Mm. Mm. So what happens, Pastor, if uh, you know all these things that's going on, mm-hmm. but as long as you stay on the right path as a leader and teaching that mm-hmm. word every every Sunday, and mm-hmm. somehow or another, it looks like that would convict that person. You know, as long as we you hope. stay on the uh, right path. Yeah, if, if I'm preaching the truth and teaching, if we're teaching the truth, right. our our prayer is that even if we know it, mm-hmm. that that person, see, that's that period of time tomorrow. I don't want to, if you know, if I find out about like today, mm-hmm. I'm not going to move on it today. Right. I'm going to pray first. Right. I'm going to search the scriptures first. Right. And I'm going to give them to, my prayer is, Lord, you deal with them. They're your child. I believe they say it. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it, but I will. Mm-hmm. So there's a period of time, and that's why I'm saying, I don't know if it may be a month, it may be a week. It may be six months. Because what I'm engaged, what I'm going to say next to them would be, oh, are they affecting the church? Are they isolated? You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If it's just a sin they're doing and the church really don't know about it mm-hmm. and I don't see no effect from their sin on the church, they got a little bit more time. Yeah. <laughs> but if I see the effect on the church mm-hmm. in that rebellion mm-hmm. and it's drifting because they got influence, I got to move quicker. And that's what Paul, he saw that. Yeah, he saw the pride. Yeah, yeah, he saw that. Yeah. Okay. So the end of those things, was when we talked about the leaven, instead of leaven, uh, Daphne, you had already said, what should we have? I'm sorry. Instead of leaven, what should we have? You had already mentioned it. Honest and pure thoughts. Oh, okay. Okay. Honest <laughs> and pure thoughts. Okay. I know you said a lot. You're like, what did I say? What did I say? Okay. <laughs> Verse 9. Um, Mother, could you read that? 5 9. Is it I wrote? Yeah. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Okay. So. What was uh, what had Paul written to the Corinthians previously? Not to associate with sexually immoral. He's wrote yes that it, you know to stay away from them. Just you know the sexual behavior was wrong and stay away from it. We had talked about I think at the beginning of chapter five how he had written a letter to them before, but it it was lost. Right. And so he's talking about. I wrote to you before, you know, he had already written to them previously about that. But, you know, um, stay away from those people. The sexual behavior is wrong again because we're talking about that leaven and how it spreads and stuff. Um, number 13, verse 10 through 13. Free to do that one. 510. Not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. 
But now I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler. Not even to eat with such a one. But what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. Okay, and the question? I don't have a question. Okay, the question is define brother, I mean define world. World is anybody that has not named the name of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Okay, the unsaved. Living in darkness. Okay. Amen. And brother, define brother. Are the, are the people that those who are inside the body of Christ. Yeah. Okay. Those who have been born again. Okay. So now, what is the application to church discipline? We're talking about the world, and we're talking about brothers or Christian or Christians. What is that application that we read in 10 through 13 to church discipline? And again, it's we've been talking about this. So first he wanted to highlight that it's a certain sexually immoral person. The sexually immoral people in the world, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the sexually immoral person who bears the name of brother. Okay. And then he goes on the name, not just sexually moral, but covetous, idolaters, revelers, drunkards, extortioners. Mm. All of those things are uh, against the word of God. Mm -hmm. And is leaven that will corrupt the church. Right. So we're not going to just stop, you know, he, we're talking about this particular issue, but I'm going to add these other things right. too. Mm-hmm. You know, don't think I'm just stopping at right. sexual behavior. You know, I don't do that. I just do this. <laughs> okay. No, no. Let me go on this break. Because sometimes you have to make it plain uh, to us that it's not just the one thing. Sin. Sin. Now I have this question. You know, we are living in a culture of homosexuality. Like, that's like an end thing right now. So what do you do if your child is exhibiting homosexuality behavior and has embraced this lifestyle or culture? How do you handle a child that, you know, and you are saved, you're Christian, but your, your child calls themselves homosexual? You know, that that's something that I struggled with when I was in the classroom. Um, I'm going to turn that over to Doc. But it was hard for me to to deal with that. And then, you know, I have a sister who's a homosexualist. That tears me. I pray for, for God's guidance and direction in that all the time. Because, I, you know, I'm like, I know it's not right. You know, and, and I try to explain it in one way, but it's hard. It's hard because we are being bombarded. But it's yeah, and it's sin. Which sin? It's that it is. It is sin. It's not. We we don't pick and choose. It's it's just that's their particular type of poison. We want all of the poison out. So wherever, whatever's most blatant to us, 
whatever we think is the biggest, you know, God. But I realize that it's all sin. I'm telling me that this is what you're saying. That, but this particular sin. Just like all of God. Get the whole thing. The whole person. Okay. Because yes. you see the homosexuality. But what if they what if they steal more than they have sex with the same sex? What if they lie more than they they look gay or they act you know what I'm saying? Like it's the sin. It's the it's the whole thing. Like like straight just because you not homosexual don't mean that you got it. No, you know, homosexuality but see, you're, you're not understanding. We realize that, but we're talking about this just particular, one particular thing. Give the whole person to him. Pray for the whole person's soul. And eventually that'll fall off. Doc? It's complicated. It's not really complicated. It's how can we stand? Um, the culture changes, right? Mm -hmm. Every few years, there's something else added to the culture that heads us into this darkness. That's 2 Timothy chapter 1, I believe, where it talks about the world is going to continue to wax worse and worse. Yes. It is on schedule. Amen. <laughs> so that's why I don't trip off of nothing no more. Everybody talking about we need revival, we need this. No, that ain't part of the plan. The plan is the world is going to wax worse and worse. There's going to be a difference between light and darkness. There's not going to be any gray area, right? Mm -hmm. Part of that is the changing of the culture towards uh, homosexuality, transgenderism, and then transhumanism. Okay, so we're so we're going to have this. We're going to have this progression to, in sin that it's going to be evident who's the children of God and who's not. Now, as far as our dealing with relatives who are homosexual, I have two of them. Okay, um, I. I, one is an aunt and one is a niece. Okay. I love them. I love them enough to tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. They're not in the body of Christ. So I have to witness to them. Mm -hmm. I will do nothing to affirm their lifestyle. Because I love God more. Mm -hmm. So it's not really hard for me. Will I go to their gay wedding? No. Would I, would I participate in anything that affirms that relationship? No. Because I love God more. Because I have to set this theme of my love for God is divisive. Jesus said, I didn't come to make friends. I came to cause division. And he said between mother and daughter. I mean, he took the, the nuclear family saying, if one's not saved and the other's saved, there's going to be division. Division, as you as we read further down, it's, he's gonna in one event he says division is bad. Do you believe that Paul's gonna say down the line that division is good because you're gonna know the difference between the wheat and the tares? Yeah. You're gonna know the difference by the sin. So my the relative that's 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 in her sixties that or is has lived this lifestyle for the past thirty years. Can they come to my house? Of course they can. Can they can 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 they come? When I say that, can she come to my house? Yes. Can they come? No. And I was, they must know something wrong because when when my mom died, the partner didn't she didn't sit her friend next to her with the family. Mm -hmm. The friend sat in the back of the church. So you already know 
Because if you thought it was so right, why wouldn't you? It, it ain't, I don't think nobody in my family, you had a funeral, they'd be like, you know, they might whisper a little bit, but at that point in time, and then there's certain events that we would have, the per they would show up but wouldn't bring their friend. Okay? So we just stand on the word. We lovingly tell them why. And then what we do is like what she said. Don't start, make it up. Tell them about the fornicator that's heterosexual. Tell them about the liar that's heterosexual. Tell them about the thief that's heterosexual. And say, we not elevate none of this above. We ain't making that one the top one. Society wants us to, to, to fall into the trap of we're so against them. No, we're against fornicators, adulterers, right. thieves, liars, because the Bible says none of these people, including you, will not see the kingdom of heaven. Okay? So if you was a liar, I still would be coming to you if you was a heterosexual. If you was a fornicator having sex outside of marriage, I still would be coming to you the same way. All I want you to do is understand that's not profitable. And then there are some sins that we know in the Bible, for whatever reason God wants to call them, he calls abomination. Because the natural progression of that thing, there would be no human. Okay? Unless we make them in a Petri dish. Which that's what they want to go. If you think about it, Ben Free was talking about this earlier. It's y'all that got, got the, y'all that's on the front line of this, not me. You know why? Because it's a transgender woman that's taking y'all's place. And y'all's friends with these dudes. Y'all's friends with these homosexuals. Y'all's friends with these transgender women. And you don't realize they trying to make you extinct. You don't even hear about a transgender man coming at us. You never hear about that. They out there, but they don't, they don't even want to come at us like that. They, they, they redefine what a woman is. And when you had a Supreme Court justice stand before them people and tell her she didn't know what a woman was, y'all start counting down because that was, they going to use that yep. against you. Mm -hmm. They define, and I'll tell you, Frida, do you realize that these transgender women are actually men defining what a woman is? Yep. So it's still a man's world? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a man. All that, that's a man. Yeah. And they won't control. And they're saying there's no reason for a real woman because we can be one. Yeah. And y'all oh, like, y'all call me your sister. Yeah. <laughs> That's my sister. Until one day, like we said, yeah. you catch him in the, with your man. With your man. Now nah, you're ready to break everything. Mm -hmm. Well, you the one invite him into your circle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most straight men that I know don't have gay guy friends. That's true. That they know of. This is all this is a female thing. Mm -hmm. And if y'all not careful, I'm telling you, they, they're trying to redefine with you who you are. That's and if they get and it's already it's happening right in front of you. Yep. And you think it ain't gonna affect you. Yes it will. Wow. You know. But in dealing with our children <laughs> who are um, bombarded with yes. Bombarded. yes. It, I think that is really, really, it's really hard. We know as, as Christian um, parents, grandparents, or whatever, what we, you know, what we should teach them. But you have to be, uh, and this is my opinion. You have to be an example. You have to. Live what you, you know, what you're reading and preaching to those kids, mm -hmm. and showing them. And I think now that um, 
especially in this world, you have to really kind of guard your kids against those things of the outside. Because even, you know, with children, they're easily influenced. Mm -hmm. There's their peers, uh, their teachers, because we have a lot of teachers who are also homosexual and gay or whatever. So, and they're saying that, okay, it's, okay, it's all right. And you're like, you're speaking against everything that they are seeing that's, that's not, you know, saying that it's not. So it takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of talking and, and studying the Bible and bringing them around other people who are not other saints and things. I, you know, I, it's, it's really hard to, to, you know, to me to raise a family. Yeah, a young child at this time. And, and if you're but, fortunate enough to become big mama, be big mama. Mm -hmm. Stand on it. Yeah. Come on. Don't compromise. Mm -hmm. Stand on it. Make them feel ashamed to come around you with that other person. Yeah. That's all right. You know, at least they know somebody got a standard in their family. Mm -hmm. You know, even though you know they may be doing it. When they around, hey, for 15, 20 minutes, an hour, two hours while they're around you, they leave that world behind. Right. Amen. You know, Amen. and you know it, but they leave that world behind. Amen. We, we got to get parents and grandparents to start having standards again. Yes. It's the lacks of standards that we float with the world. Well, the world say, and you should say, and you know, even, even, my sweetie, sometimes she's like, you know, you would get in trouble for saying that. I don't care. <laughs> what you mean I'm going to get in trouble for? I say, who? Well, you know, the society. I say, I wish they would put me in jail. <laughs> I say, I wear like a badge on them. I say, because I work for God. Amen. God told me the fruit who could destroy the body and the soul. Amen. All they can do is take care of this. Yeah. The, flesh. the flesh. They can't feel my soul, and they can't take the message. Amen. That's why Christianity works with others don't, because as long as the message is being given out, it can be given out by anybody. Mm -hmm. You kill me, but walk the truth's message is gonna keep going. That's God's message, going. right? Amen. That's the way I look at it. That's why I want that that's the point. The point for us doing this. We want to get the word out and we don't we want to be like so strong as a body that it don't make no difference who you get it from in this church, you're gonna get it. And regardless if I'm here or not, the my my biggest thing is when I see y'all doing something with the message out there. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, we don't we don't need a bigger church per se. We need a faithful church yes. that's mission is to get the word of God out to save souls. Other than that, I don't care nothing about food, I don't care nothing about fellowship, I don't care nothing about having events. Forget all that. We done we done we done participated in a carnival for three years and he finally figured out it didn't do nothing. Hundreds of thousands of dollars gone. Trying to make a carnival atmosphere, thinking I'm gonna make the carnival atmosphere and get people saved. Mm -hmm. We did, we did took over 700 names, mm -hmm. and as we check back with each one of them, ain't none of them saved. Mm -hmm. 700 names. We didn't been out there in twice a year for three years, and ain't nobody calling us back. Talking about nobody's joined the church, nobody's followed up and got them saved. None of that stuff. And it was what was that for? Mm -hmm. We said Jesus, but there was no like I told him. You can these kids. You ain't know you giving away stuff. Man, you want everybody to St. Louis come. Yes, right. Especially though you give away cash. That's right. And big screen TVs, dude. They gonna say whatever. Whatever you say. Whatever. I love Jesus. I love. They all like this. Pump, pump, pump. <laughs> it's over with. We go down on Fallon Park. Ain't nobody. <laughs> ain't nobody there. They wait for us to say we gonna have the next event. 
And then you got wise, then the man, then somebody came to you and said, okay, where's the fruit from this? You have nothing you can show me. And then when we call the number, when the numbers, when people started calling them numbers back, we got numbers disconnected, wrong number, not the right number. No, I don't go to church. No, I ain't going to church. People getting cussed out. Well, you were just at events and you love Jesus. Some of the people say, look, we, I was there for what? The fish and the loaves. I wasn't there for Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, we, we got to be careful with these events. Because again, they're worldly by nature. Yes. Yes. You know. So yeah. Um. Okay, it's after twelve. Yep. Okay, so we're going to stop for today. Uh, we only have a couple more questions, and some of them are kind of repetitive. The questions kind of repeat because we've hit we've hit so much on on this. Yeah, we've hit so much on it that we've kind of answered some of those <coughs> questions. But we're going to go next week with just. Uh, a um, the last few and then I had an article that I wanted to go over with that kind of sums all of this up and then we'll be going on to six so probably the week after next we'll be going on to chapter six all right yes ma'am I just want Hopefully. to um, make the statement that this chapter and what we're going over today just really resonates in me because what we don't realize is that it's coming to our door as far as you having to suffer for your belief. Right now, we're not persecuted for our belief. But it's coming. It's coming. It's yes. coming. Yes. And, and as Pastor was saying, the scene is being set up right now in our government that people that truly follow the word of God and follow Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, you are going to be challenged. Mm -hmm. Are you, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice and give up for your belief? Your freedom, your life, yeah. that is coming to us. Mm -hmm. So it is so essential and, and just so important to be under an umbrella of the <coughs> truth that is teaching you the truth of God and not watering it down, mm -hmm. not saying, oh, well, it's okay to be, what does it say in the book? Yep. And so I just thank God for for this ministry and for the teachers and you see it in our yeah you see it in our lives you know at one time uh, I was on Jennings City Council and it was hard for me and I would tell Doc I would tell my family I can't do this because the things that were going on were just totally against everything that I believed. Mm -hmm. uh, thinking that I could be a part of something and making it better, but it's like uh uh. And even with teaching, and we talked about being in education. Right. Education has changed now. They're embracing so much of the world that it's like it's hard to do. Uh, and it's hard to, and instead of, you know, it used to be at one time when you went to school, you could talk about God. Mm -hmm. You could talk about those, and you could pray. You can't do those things now. If you do, you have to do it secretly. And, you know, it's just, yeah, we're being bombarded. As, and like, you know, Minister Daphne said, we we're being persecuted little yes. bit by little yes. bit by little bit. And the question is, you know, will you stand? Yeah. Will, will you stay? Yes. Will you stay? And there will be some brothers and sisters in Christ that will fall. It doesn't mean yes. they're not saved. Mm -hmm. They're just scared. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's sad, but it, that it's going to come to that. It's like a frog, you know, in the, you know, how they say how to cook the frog, you put it in a pot of cool oh. water and just and slowly turn the heat up. Yep, and then eventually, they, they, 
they do kill them, you know? And the same thing with us, when they're gradually indoctrinated, mm. and for those who are not the discerning of the times, yeah. it's gonna get worse, it's not gonna get better, mm. and America is a cesspool of mm. sin. Mm. We, everybody in the world takes their cues from us mm. when it comes to sin. Yeah, we're the first to do everything that has anything to do with sin. We're the first to do it, mm -hmm. and we do it harder than anybody else. And mm -hmm. what we do is attach our money to it, our tax dollars to it, and tell other countries, "If you don't do this, then we gonna give you no money." Mm -hmm. Thank mm -hmm. God for Africa, because the brothers in Africa said, "We ain't doing it. We don't care if you don't give us no money." Mm -hmm. Kenya, Nigeria, they're like, "We ain't doing it. Mm -hmm. We don't care about your money." You know, you gonna keep your. We are an independent nation, and because we don't agree with homosexuality. You're gonna keep your money from us? That ain't, that, what you mean, what? You <laughs> disagree on a lot of other things. But why that? Why is that the biggest deal? Why is that the biggest deal? Yeah. Ooh. Okay, let's, let's pray us. You can pray us out, go ahead. Mother, can you pray us out? Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today thanking you for the word of God, thanking you that we learned today that anything that's not like you, that they have to come to you and come Whoever it is, or whoever, whichever one it is, to repent, and yeah. they will be accepted back into the church. Yes, yeah. God, we thank you for the word. We thank you for each and every person that's here. We thank you for filling our hearts with your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We, we will not stand against you, God. And we just thank you for every each and every person that's here. We ask you to bless them, to cover them with your blood, keep them safe from hurt, harm, or danger. As we leave this place, and not your presence. Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN network. Come join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for Sunday worship. Bible study is held on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are located at 3006 North Lindbergh Boulevard Suite 711, St. Louis, Missouri. 63074. All are welcome and we look forward to seeing you soon.